Well, I talk to freelancers a lot about this idea that we are business owners and not quote unquote, just a freelancer. Mm. And I think the freelancers who embrace that and know that they are business owners find way more success. They're way, they're a lot more confident. And so one of the things I like to say is, especially when you are, for example, interviewing clients or potential clients, it's not about, okay, well, will they hire me? You know, do they, are they going to like my portfolio? And, you know, am I going to be available? This is a mutual relationship. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, this is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes under certain categories or topics that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. This month is going to be about not forgetting about the human part of business. Often we forget about the human part of life. We often forget about the human part of business. So look for self-care tips, fitness, burnout, purpose, biz and personal, personal branding, motivation, drive, success, understanding your why, and of course, how important customer service is. But at the heart of it, it's all about remembering the human part of business. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Melanie Paget Powers of Mel Edits. Melanie, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Gresh. It's great to be here. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Melanie so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Melanie is the owner of Mel Edits. She is a freelancer, freelance writer, managing editor, copy editor, and proofreader in Silver Spring, Maryland, who primarily works with membership or- associations and healthcare organizations. She has a journalism degree and has previously a newspaper reporter in her home state of Indiana. And Melanie is also the creator and host of the Deliberate Freelancer podcast, which focuses on the business side of freelancing. Melanie, it's great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I am ready, I think. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. I know you definitely are. I've I've been blessed (laughs) and honored to have the opportunity to be on your show, and and I I appreciate you for giving the opportunity to to share your wisdom and your experience with us. And so I guess to kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started and what I like to call your CEO story. So way back when, <laughs> so I went to college for journalism. When I was about 14, I decided I wanted to be a newspaper reporter. I had joined the high school newspaper staff and loved it. And so I was one of those very lucky kids that knew what they wanted to do. And I went to college for that and, and loved it. And so in my 20s, I was a newspaper reporter in my, as you said, in Indiana and mostly small towns. So I'm from a small town and I worked some dailies, but mostly weeklies where you do everything besides reporting. You're the photographer, you lay out the newspaper. And I loved it, but the pay was really bad and the hours were really bad. And I was also living in my hometown, which is very tiny, and I had no social life. So I moved to Washington, D.C. area when in my late 20s, and I fell into a job at a healthcare membership association. And I didn't really know what associations were, but I soon found out that I loved it. 
because associations, you're really writing for the members, not just a general audience. And I enjoyed that. And you can focus on certain things. And I, like I said, I fell into healthcare and realized I really loved healthcare as well. So for years, I worked at healthcare associations. And then as I coincidentally, as I turned 40, I was in a job that I absolutely hated. Unfortunately, I had been there. Actually, I had gone back to this job, to this organization. But in the meantime, after I'd been gone for two years, when I got back soon after my boss, whom I loved, left and they had a new CEO. And in my opinion, the place was just really going downhill. And I didn't like the what they were doing. And we got a new boss and she really had a different vision for what she wanted me to do. And I just was like, you know, I am 40 years old and I'm sick of being a manager and having to listen to people that I don't respect and don't agree with. And I was feeling very independent and some people hit that road a little earlier, but I just thought, you know, I'm leaving. Like I, I was interviewing for jobs and I was just like, I don't want to relearn the culture because, you know, you, until you get into a place, you don't really know if it's great, no matter how great the interview is until you get there. So I was like, I'll just freelance. So I was one of those people I had no, no idea what I was going to do or how, you know, I didn't have all this money in the bank. I didn't have this plan. I just was like, I got to get out of here. So I decided I was going to freelance as a writer and an editor because I love both. And so I quit. And that was, if you do the math, you're going to tell how old I am. But (laughs) that was October 2013. And I just emailed my entire network. Luckily, there are a lot of associations here in the DC area. And I'd been here long enough that I had a really good network, you know, colleagues that had gone on to other associations, former bosses, that kind of thing. And I emailed everybody and said, this is what I'm doing. And people started giving me work. So I was very lucky. It wasn't planned out, but because I had built that network up, it started happening fairly quickly. And I've been doing it ever since and absolutely love working for myself. Awesome. 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 I appreciate you, you know, sharing, you know, your story so much. And when you're really good at what you do and you couple that with the ability to develop those relationships, sometimes when you go down a path that some you're not always sure how all the steps will align. It's leaning on those relationships and the great work and experience that you have that a lot, a lot, a lot of times allow you to those, I guess that bridge to be built. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love you, you know, you talk about building relationships and because I say that all the time that, you know, people who say they don't like networking, they don't like marketing. I call it relationship building. Mm -hmm. I love associations. I love healthcare. I love writing. I love editing. And I will talk about those all day long. And apparently I had done that when I was an employee and that's what built all those relationships. I had true Mm -hmm. friends in the association industry who were like, yeah, we need some help. We'll hire you. Or I can recommend you to this person because I know you're good at what you do and you're reliable. So here's a connection. And those relationships has really been critical to my career. Yeah, absolutely. And and being able to, you know, develop those relationships, of course, be excellent at what it is that you do. And and when you're passionate about what it is that you do as well, too, that starts to exude in everything that you're doing. So truly appreciate you for sharing that. And so I, I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more on how you work with clients and how that manifests itself as well. So I love having a diversity of services that keeps everything really interesting. It also means I get work. (laughs) I'm never bored. I'm never overwhelmed with one particular thing. 
I really focus on, I can help membership associations in all these different areas. And you mentioned several of them. So I am a managing editor. I mean, I am super organized. I'm a project manager basically at heart. And in my world, it's called managing editing, but it basically means I'm a project manager for a magazine and I make, I run the whole thing and I, you know, work with the client to develop the story ideas, hire the freelancers if we have that, or find out who's going to write these stories on staff, you know, pester everyone constantly that they're not meeting their deadlines and they need to send me their stuff, copy edit everything, work with the graphic designer and then proofread everything and then start it all over again. We're actually doing, usually do two magazine issues. You'd have two going at one time. You're finishing up one while you're starting the other. But I also love writing. And so I do a lot of writing. It's mostly magazine writing. I have that journalism background. I really love to interview people and write those narrative feature stories or membership profiles. That's something I love to do. And then I do copy editing and I do proofreading and that's part of the managing editing, but I have a few select clients where I just do copy editing for them or I just proofread their magazine. That's all I do. I come in at the very end and proofread it, you know, the last step before it goes off to the printer. So it's just, I love working with my clients. I'm become friends with a lot of them in all honesty, or I have friends that have hired me because they're like, Hey, this would be really fun to work together and I need your help. So I really try to work with people that I enjoy working with. I don't take jobs that are going to bore me. I don't keep clients that just are not the good fit. It's really a matter of having a good working relationship with people and enjoying doing what I love while helping these people at associations. Awesome. 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 And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce, and this could be for yourself personally or your business or a combination of both, but what do you feel sets you apart and makes you unique? I really think it's a lot of the things that I was saying. So I have this long-term experience and focus on membership associations, but I combine that with my journalism experience. I'm a reporter. I have, I know what plagiarism is and what not to do. I know how to interview people. I know how to get the story out of people. And then I combine all that with, you know, I also am a writer and an editor. I didn't just choose one or the other. And I think that combination, I just don't see that combination much in my association world that can provide all of those different things. And so I really try to let my clients know that I can help you with all of these different areas. What do you need help with? Absolutely appreciate that. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I thought a lot about this because I ha- I love productivity hacks and tools and apps. And so, but I wanted to recommend a book because there's a couple books I like, and I think some of them are a little more well-known than others, but there's one called Make Time. And it's by Jake Knapp and John Zaratsky. And it is full of productivity and focus strategies. I think they actually have 87 tactics in the book. Wow. And it talks about certain strategies in the beginning. Like they talk about pick a highlight for your day. One thing in your work life or your personal life that has to be done that day. And then they talk about how to laser focus on that highlight and they talk about all the tactics to do that. But then there's just a bunch of other tactics that you can use throughout the day. And so one that I've used that I really like is they talk about using a soundtrack for your highlight of the day. Mm -hmm. But the way I use it is I have one song and it's a song that I'm not likely to play or hear anyplace else. And so 
I play it when I really need to focus on something. I play it at the beginning and it's like, I'm Pavlov's dog now. Like I hear that song and I'm like, all right, it's time to head down, write this story, tune everything out. And I always play that one song and it really just sets the mood. So they have all these great tactics in that. So again, it's called Make Time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you have to into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Well, I talk to freelancers a lot about this idea that we are business owners and not quote unquote just a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And I think the freelancers who embrace that and know that they are business owners find way more success. They're way, they're a lot more confident. And so one of the things I like to say is, especially when you are, for example, interviewing clients or potential clients, it's not about, okay, well, will they hire me? You know, do they, are they going to like my portfolio? And, you know, am I going to be available? This is a mutual relationship. You need to be interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. You need to decide, do I want to work for them? Not just whether they're hire me, you know, even if they are like, oh my gosh, we need you so bad. And you know, whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know what, they're, I, they don't seem like the right fit. You just walk away. You say no, you know, it's not, you just don't take every job that comes along because you know, they're willing to hire you. You really need to think of yourself as the business owner and how you want to run your business and how, who you want to work with. Well, Melanie, truly appreciate that. And, and so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're open to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Melanie, what does being a CEO mean to you? Well, I admit, I don't often think of myself as a CEO, but I basically say I'm a freelance business owner. So it's, and I'm the CEO, I'm the only one here. So I am the CEO of my life. To me, it's really about the freedom of owning my own business. It is a really hard and busy thing to do to run your own business, as you know. And so if I'm going to do this, I want to set my own work hours, my structure. You know, pre-pandemic, I took a lot of vacations. I went to a lot of conferences because that really reinvigorates me. And if I'm not going to do those things, if I'm going to work around the clock and not give myself time off and be stressed out, like if I'm going to treat myself like that, I should just go get a job because they'll give me a salary and they'll give me health insurance, you know? So Mm -hmm. if I'm not going to treat myself better than all of the employers I ever had, then why am I doing this? And I think too often we get into these, you know, situations where we're just working way too much and we're not taking time off. We're not taking vacations. We're working at night or working on the weekends. And it really means to me the freedom to have the control over my life and the say over what I'm going to do with my life and my career. Awesome. 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 Well, Melanie, truly appreciate you again for taking some time out. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, listen to the podcast and hear about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, I'll just briefly talk about the podcast. So it's called Deliberate Freelancer. No the in front of it. Deliberate Freelancer. You can go to deliberatefreelancer.com. Of course, it's free. You can find it on all your podcast apps. And it really focuses on the business side of freelancing. And so 
it is not just for writers, not just for editors. It's any industry. And we talk about all sorts of things. We talk about pricing a lot, red flags of clients, how to get clients. But we also talk about mental health. And, you know, we talk about diversity on there. We talk about vacation. You know, you need vacations. We talk about time tracking. So the episodes are solo sometimes, but I also have a lot of guests. Like, as you know, you've been a guest on. And so I would just encourage anybody to subscribe wherever they get their podcast. You could also, I started recently a Deliberate Freelancer newsletter that comes out every week. And you can get all that information at deliberatefreelancer.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We'll definitely have the links and information in the show notes. And anybody who wants to contact you for mail edits, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so mailedits.com or Melanie at MelEdits.com. I'm also on Twitter all the time, and that's also MelEdits. Okay, perfect. And we'll definitely have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.